This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Which he will like us to focus on, and the theme for the month of September had been advancement. And the anchor verse that we're given for the month so that we can focus on that and believe God to do those things in our lives was from 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. And I read, Then Samuel said to the people, It is the Lord who raised up Moses and Aaron and who brought your fathers up from the land of Egypt. Amen. 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 Read that together with me if it's on the screen. One, two, go. Shall we please? So I can be blessed as we read the scripture. One, two. Then it is the Lord who raised up Moses and Aaron and who brought your fathers up from the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. There are many ways of advancing in life. Many ways. But the surest way is by God raising a person up. Many a times you may have heard about self-made men before. It's a myth. It's impossible for anybody to rise in life just on your own effort. I hope you are not one of those trying just to rise in life and to advance and to go to the higher place in your personal life, in your family life or whatever, just by your own effort, it doesn't happen. The options are few for a person to move forward. There are not many. I probably can only identify about three of them in which a person can actually move forward. Number one, a person can achieve great heights by human consensus and support. A person can achieve great heights through human consensus and human support. And that is why all those great businessmen that you see with big companies and making big money, they have reached there not because of their own singular ability or effort, but because of the agreement and support that all of us have given unto them. Amen. 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 The best thing you can do to stay alive with me, please. Amen. Simply just let it be. Amen. Once again. Amen. The big companies that you see, if you are not patronizing them, they won't be what they are. It's by the consensus of every one of us. And that is why most of their successes are temporary. Time will come when we don't visit them anymore. Time may come when we don't patronize them anymore. Time may come when we don't, you know, subscribe to whatever they are offering us. Their time has come and gone. Because they have advanced on your back, on my back. Well, maybe not that graphically, but at least they've advanced to a degree through your support and my support. You agree with me? There were companies that were yesterday, they are no longer today. You know why? We've all decided to move away from them. Some are still closing every day. Over this past week, we learned that a company over 180 years out of pack up. You know why? Human beings decided to decide them. That's when it was good, everybody was celebrating them. When they were charging all sorts of amounts of money to take you on holiday, it was good. But a time has come when the support of man has run to an end. 
But I am, in the moment, going to compare that to the support and the reason that God can give a person. So the human effort to raise you and to advance you is temporary, is short-lived, and many a times it can go sour at a stage. I remember the first computer I bought in the United Kingdom. Any guess what time it was? What year it was that? 94. Eh? 90, 94. 94, correct. 1994. It was made by a company called Gateway. Heard of that before? Their logo was black and white. Uh, based after. And that computer served very well. The RAM for the computer, any guess what it was? Four megabytes. And mine was top of the range at that time. Anybody wants to know the storage space for that computer? 16 megabytes. Whooping 16 megabytes. Not enough for that single shot of photograph. But that has become a story of yesterday. That is what human advancement can do. And another one, unfortunately... After, you know, we bought that one, I came to Aberdeen. I was in London at that time, and I decided to buy another one for a student that came all the way from abroad. I still saw the correspondence a few days ago, 1998 or so. That company was called Target. Target was one of the main ones in the Midlands of England that was putting up computers and selling. Unfortunately, this computer had a fault, and I had to send it back to this company to fix for me. When I checked my record a few days ago, I discovered that they never fixed the computer, and I'm wondering where the computer must have been by now. Temporary. You can't bank on them. You can't depend on them. Another way in which a person can advance in life, which one, the very one that I'm sure you will not go for, is by demonic help and support. It could be very quick, it could be very explosive. What else can I say to make it attractive? I know you ain't going to buy it, are you? But it always has a bitter taste at the end. There's always a hook. There's always something in it. And there are many men in the scriptures that subscribe to the demonic forces. You know, Saul was one of them. He allowed himself to be possessed. He was rising temporarily, but everything came crashing after a while. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, anyone by chance that's got any property of the devil in your house, we shall give it up today. And there shall be total freedom. But let's move quickly to the one that you are looking forward to. You agree with me? A person can advance in life by being raised by God. Amen. Amen. By being raised by And when God raises you, if you look at the two examples we are given here, you will see that the three things that we talk about here are true about them. In fact, there was a fourth one that I didn't mention because Moses and Aaron, in spite of their failings and weaknesses, God never deserted them. May you get to that point in which you will have a patch with God as Solomon did. He said, if he sins, I will forgive him. I will let him go. I will correct him. I will chastise him. But I will not let my mercy depart from him. Oh, I say that over your life. Amen. And I pray you will convey that for yourself and your family. Amen. So, what are the three things that I can quickly see? The uniqueness of being raised by God. Because once you know what is the uniqueness about it, your heart will desire it more. Your cries will be louder about it, and you will have it. Number one, 
There is no limit to how high or how far God can take a person. And if you are that person expecting to be that one, say a big amen unto that one. There is no limit to how high or how far God can take a person. Anyone that wants to raise you up can only raise you to their own height. You agree with me? If I stand on this speaker and I want to lift a child up, I can only lift that child as best or as high as up to this place. At best, I can lift the child to the extent of the length of my arms. Hallelujah. And my arms are pretty short, believe you me. Compared to the everlasting arm. The everlasting arm who sits in the heavens and touches the earth. The everlasting arm who stretches his hands and millions of light years, he can sweep everything under his hand. Let God lift you up. Let him be the hand that will raise you. There was a man in scriptures who understood that by default. His name was Nebuchadnezzar. And hear what Nebuchadnezzar said in Daniel chapter 4, beginning from verses 1 to 3. Daniel chapter 4, verse 1, I'll read it for you. Nebuchadnezzar the king to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied to you. Amen. Amen. He said, I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the most high God has worked for me. When people mention the name of God in scripture... Always look for the story behind them making mention of that name. This was a man that exalted himself. He built his kingdom, the present Iraq that we have now. Seems as if they always be having problems there. They always get too proud around that place, like anywhere else in the world, to be honest. And so Nebuchadnezzar grew so big and too big for his own boot. And he rose up one day and declared, he said, oh, see the kingdom that I built with my own hands. And the Bible said, heaven sided and God said, today that kingdom will be departed from you. That kingdom was taken from him. For seven years, he was in the wilderness eating grass like every other animal. And, you know, there's a particular medical condition which a person's kind of madness makes them to crave things that are inanimate or sometimes eat grass and things like that. After seven years, God restored him. And the Bible says his senses came back. And he knew that only God most high that can raise a person up. And God raised him again. And what a story that he had. David in his wildest dream, the king of Israel, would never have imagined that he would become a king. David could have imagined that he would become a great shepherd. He could have imagined that he would become possibly a great father. Well, not much of a great father, but a prolific father. Thank God for his life. But probably never would have imagined that his life would be so important in which, you know, Christ, the anointed one, will come through him. But if God is lifting the person, there's no height to which you can go. In fact, the only way you will know it is God that is raising you, is that where he has taken you, you will be surprised that you have gotten there. If you are not shocked where you have gotten into, we're going to pray today that God will raise you to the point in which your jaw will drop. That's the only way you can know is God, to be honest with you. If after you've achieved all, you can say, oh, my studies, I study so hard. Oh, trust me. I'm one of the cleverest in my class. Not talking about myself. Maybe you are talking. Oh, I'm one of the strongest. I'm one of the cleverest or whatever. If you can still say that, it's not God that is raising you. It's not even if you are proud. Even if you are proud. The immensity of what God will do 
we overcome your pride that your joy will still drop. So it's not a matter of character issue. Oh, well, don't say that, pastor. There are some people, they will never give glory to God. It's because they've not seen something big. Oh, there are some people, you know, they're too full of themselves. Oh, no, you, don't, you don't know people. There are some people, you know, whatever happens to them, they will. it's because they've not got to the place where they will be afraid. There's a point of fear. There's a point of consternation for every human being. Unless you are not born of a woman. There are things that eyes will see that you yourself, you will quiver for good. And I'm praying. That's been my prayer for myself and for you. That you will get to a point when God has raised you, you will be shocked at what God has done. But with all the foibles and all the weaknesses of Peter, he never imagined we preach one sermon, 3,000 souls will be saved. He never imagined the same guy that denied Jesus, that Jesus will forgive him and empower him to the extent they preach another sermon, of 5,000 were saved. He never imagined that we'll get to a point in which in his life, his shadow will heal the sick. He never imagined that. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither enter into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. God has got a plan for you, man. God has got a plan for you, woman. It may seem to have tired, but it will come. If God is the one that has made up his mind to raise you, he will raise you. And you will need to believe with all your heart. Oh, but the things are so dark. It doesn't seem everything will come together. 25 years, that woman gave birth. I was sharing the story sometime that there are some things that happen in your life that it's as if there's an overcompensation for the time that seems to have been lost. You know, one of our parishioners in here in Scotland, you know, after many years gave birth, maybe 13 or 14 years, and we did, had a big party. All the pastors came around, you know, letters from our central office headquarters in London, even every, even in first hour of life, everybody was rejoicing. And a child was there when we were doing the, um, the ceremony to, to celebrate the coming of the child, uh, the naming of the child after eight days. So a little child asked the father, he said, Dad, why is everybody, I've seen many children born in this church, local church, is one of our towns here. I've seen many children born. Why are we having such a great party for this one? And by the way, did you have such a party for me when I was born? The father said, no. This one is a special child. <laughs> you are special in your own way. <laughs> but this one is different, hallelujah. And that is why it may seem to have tarried when it comes. There's a joy that is unspeakable. Will you allow your heart to burst for joy right now? When Isaac eventually came, he was not an ordinary child. When Hannah eventually gave birth unto that precious son called Samuel, it was not an ordinary birth. And I'm not just about physical birth. There are projects that you have been trying to give birth unto. They've been aborted, but they will still be born. And it will not be still born in the name of Jesus. The ministries that the Lord has promised you, there is that health that you are believing God for that will live healthy. And it seems to be like a mirage. It seems to be like just a passing statement. It will come to pass because it's the Lord that is lifting you. And that height is far beyond what you can imagine yourself. The scriptures is full of examples of how God has raised many people to a height that they never could have imagined. But we might say that was the scripture days. Ask a man called Enoch Adeboye who never have imagined he would get to where he got to. He never stopped saying it to anyone who cares to listen. Raising abject poverty. The child of a second wife. A home that was almost all over the place. Topsy-turvy. 
Then one day, God saved his soul. And yet, by any measure in our time, a force to be reckoned with in Christendom. Who could have done that? Your education can't do that. Oh, you think you're fasting? You can fast even until your bones start slimming. <laughs> Ain't gonna change anything. It's good to fast. I do fast. Oh, you can pray as long as you want. But it takes God to set his eyes upon you. It takes God to make up his mind and say that we'll raise him up. Oh, Moses was a fugitive when God raised him. Aaron was colluding with their oppressors in Egypt when God raised him. But the scripture tells us that Moses and Aaron were raised by who? By God. God will raise us. Oh, that amen doesn't look like those of believers. I said, God will raise us. There's something about verbalizing what is inside of you. Something about bringing it out. One more time, I say, God will raise us. And you can tell your story, I can tell my story, but that's not the time for it today. Amen. But I can assure you, the advancement we are looking for is the one that will dumbfound yourself. Number two, there is no hindrance or opposition that can stop God from advancing a person. <laughs> I was speaking to someone yesterday. Story, story, story. And um, somebody somewhere was concerned about those things. Please don't entertain such thoughts. They are not good thoughts. In fact, they are not biblical. They are not scriptural. They are not kind of thoughts we should think about. Uh, so somebody was thinking about, you know, the spouse in some distant place and was thinking that the spouse had got a bad spirit and it's that spirit that is whatever, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, I was chatting with this other brother and, um, and then we, we said, and this other person was trying to step back from the marriage. And he said, no, you don't do that. You don't do that. If God is on your side, you should not run. <laughs> if God is with you, if you are that anointed, you cast the spirit out. You don't, you don't worry yourself about that. And that brought me to that point. If God is raising the person, no opposition can stop you. Amen. Oh, I've seen it happen many times. The first time I should have taken notice that maybe God has got a tiny plan for me compared, and I know it's a big plan. I mean, just to be very sincere with you. Was when within household, opposition rose up against me to choke me, to, to snuff life out of me. But over it all, they still came back later on to say, we are sorry for resisting you. Scriptures is full example of many that the enemy tried to resist. Look at the man, Joseph. He had all the opposition you can imagine. And when he got to Genesis chapter 50 verse 20, he summarized his life. He said, but as for you, speak it to his brother. Genesis 50 verse 20. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In fact, the stumbling block before anyone that God wants to raise up becomes a stepping stone. That's where it works. And so please never major on all the attacks of the enemy. Amen. Amen. Major on the promises of God. Dere Prince went to somewhere in India and he was preaching there. And as he entered that little city, all the men of God in the city came up to him and said, Derek, this city you have come into is full of demons. And we must take a long time to make sure there are no demons that will affect you. The man says, I came also with angels. And so let's leave angels and demons to sort out their issue. Why we sit down and plan the crusade tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's a nice way. 
Don't major on that. If God be for us, do you believe that? Or is it just a cliche? If God be really for us, who can be against us? Joseph was able to overcome. Up to the extent that the enemy, in fact, God to prove himself, do you know he can make sure that the enemies prosper a little while? Oh, that's what he says in Romans chapter 9, verse 17. Put it on the screen for me. That's what he says. That actually God will allow the enemy to prosper so that he can shut their mouth. For the scripture says to who? For this very purpose I have God, listen, leave the verse on the the screen, please. God is raising too many people. Do you understand right now? God was raising Israel, you remember? Okay? Through Moses and Aaron. And then while God was using his right hand to raise them, Pharaoh was also coming up to stop God from raising this one. Can you picture that right now? So God did not stop him. Actually, God helped him to come a little bit higher. Knowing that no matter how high he can raise him, he has the control of how he can raise the other one. Eventually, what God did was that he raised Israel above Pharaoh. And that's why they sank right in the Red Sea. I beg of you, discountenance every attack of the enemy. Focus on what God is doing. No opposition can stand. And God, you know, what we don't know is that God relishes a good fight. Do you know that? Oh, he doesn't run away from fire. He relishes a good fight. Because he says there, what did he say? He said, for this purpose I have raised you up, that was to Pharaoh, that I may do what? Show my in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. The bigger it is, the bigger the fall. And so God says, bring him up. From today you will live here because God is raising you up not afraid of any opposition in your life. Number three, finally, what's number one thing that is the uniqueness of God raising up. And none of these things can be shared by demons. None of these things can be shared by, um, by, by any human being. If any human being is helping you, forget about it. There's a limit to the height they can raise you. Agree with me. If anybody is helping you, there's a limit to which they can oppose or fight the forces of darkness that are opposing you. You agree with me? They themselves, they are subject unto such weaknesses. But when it is God, none of these rules will apply because he is above all those limitations. Number three, when God is raising a person, there's no sorrow or undue pain attached to it. It says there is no sorrow or undue pain when God is raising a person. What do we mean by no sorrow and due pain? There is a degree of ease that comes. I say on due pain, yeah, there will be need for you to do your part, but there's a degree of ease that comes when God is at work. Can you imagine how God defeated the army of Pharaoh? I mean, could you just imagine that? Exodus chapter 14, maybe verses 13 and 14, says it all. And it all hangs on one thing, when God is raising you, he asks you to sit down somewhere and he takes up the fight. And that's what he says there. And Moses said to the people, even though he was afraid himself, don't forget, do not be afraid. <laughs> Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you. Somebody claiming that verse for himself or herself. For the Egyptians whom you see today, 
you shall see again. You shall see again no more. And verse 14, the basis for that is what? The Lord will and you. Oh, how sweet. He will fight for you and you will hold your peace. The Egyptians you see today, the tormentors, the terrorists, whatever it may be, fill in the blank. You may see them today. He said that you will see them because God will fight for you. You are a student, God will fight for you. And ask me, you will need God fighting for you. I've seen people who have started to write their dissertation, they never finish writing it because they keep changing their supervisors. And the final supervisor that came said, all that you have written is nothing. Thank God the story changed. I know of a man, he ran to my office many years back. He said he was only getting 20% in all his courses. I know. And he's only, he got only 12 months to do the course, 12 to 18 months, the usual master's. And a big grown-up man, practically sobbing and really out of sorts. And by the Spirit of the Lord, in that little office upstairs, I said, hey, calm down, calm down. How long does the cause remain? He said, well, he couldn't even, I can't remember, he remembered. I said, okay, no matter, one week, three months, or whatever, what will happen is that when you come out, you come out with distinction. I know, crazy. And he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I never forget that one. Say, man, I know very well. And so whenever he comes with any challenge, I say, remember our story. Remember the small office. 20% turned to more than 70%. I don't know. There's a degree of ease when God is involved. That's why it's not so much about hard work. Please work hard. Amen? But the hardest working people are not the most successful people. You agree with me? Oh, they are not now. I mean... I've just come from a trip from Africa. I was in Zimbabwe for Africa mission. Ah, and I saw men walking. You know, your heart bleeds. I mean, wake up very early in the morning, real hard labor. And yet, we still have to depend upon charity to keep going. That's not the plan of God for any human being. No, don't, don't, don't extricate yourself and say, you know, well, that's, some people have to do it. Nobody has to do that. If you have the mind of Christ, everybody should have decent reward for their labor. And it's not right for somebody to work so hard, yet probably was able to sustain feeding his family. But when you come under the favor of God, his spirit will guide you. And you find out that all the things that have been hard before, they become easy. Don't you know people that have been running a business and nothing happens, and one day, it's as if that was day one of the business. The previous 10 days or 10 years have been like nothing. It's just like day one. They're just like the tap was turned open. There's a degree of ease, and that is we call. Amen. I should just maybe alert you. Maybe Proverbs ten twenty two might be helpful. He said, "The blessing of the Lord makes rich, makes one rich." Proverbs ten twenty two, and he adds, "No sorrow with it." Amen. May you not walk the walk in which, when it's time to eat the fruit of it, your mouth are too weak to even eat it. Amen. Amen. Mm, you walk so so hard. You've downed all the paracetamols in the world. You've taken all the painkillers and even the food you bought with the money. You can ah, sit too tired. That's sorrow. That's sorrow. Now that you have lost your family in the midst of trying to make the money, that's sorrow. 
And some people are working so hard just to make that happen. So how can I get this blessing of being raised by God before we stand up to pray? Number one, stay close to Jesus. I've not got time to expand on that today. But most importantly, have a relationship with him. Amen. Amen. If you're not knowing him as a Lord and Savior, take time as you're listening to this, that you release your heart unto him, that Jesus may come and dwell therein. Hallelujah. Number two, which I'll spend a bit of time on, ask him to raise you. Amen. Amen. Ask him to raise you up. Ask him. Ask him. A child that wants to be lifted, you know, to be carried, will put the two hands up and say, carry me. You've seen that done before. Lift your hand onto him. Let him raise you. Amen. And he's looking for people to raise. Or maybe you think you don't need any raising. Last week, powerful message by um, our Minister Sylvester, you know, spoke powerfully about being stranded. You know, many of us, we are, we are caught somewhere in that middle. You know, we, we're not quite failing, but we are not quite succeeding. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, and when they're asking for all the poppers to come out, you won't come out. When asking for the rich people to come out, you can't come out. When they're asking for the healthy to come out, you are sitting there. When asking for the sick to come out, you don't know whether you are sick or healthy. It's not supposed to be. When they're asking for those who are enjoying peace to come out, you say, well, well, I'm not sure. Those that are in real trouble, you say, I'm not in real trouble, but I'm not in peace. <laughs> and majority of people, we are caught somewhere in the middle. That's not the plan of God. So I'm not just talking about people who are in this room and are just on the deep end of trouble or in the complete dark side of life. I'm talking about the middle level human being where the majority of us are. God says he wants to raise you from the ordinary. Amen. Not to be stranded. Amen. Not in your latter years, you are still wondering, what have you done with your life? You ought not to be. And that can happen today. We had the men's meeting yesterday. I think I sang that song so you could imagine how my mouth, mind was so thrilled when you sang that. Nothing you cannot do. Nothing you cannot turn around. Nothing. There is nothing. There is nothing. Do you believe that? Yes, sir. Am I the one so unnecessarily excited about this? <laughs> I think I'm amongst people that are not as excited as I am. There's nothing God cannot change. Hallelujah. Nothing. Nothing. We've had all sorts of stories, and in your life you've seen a few, but you will see more. So it's time for us in the moment that we shall rise and cry unto God and say, Lord, I don't want to be stranded anymore. I want to move to a higher level. Even while I'm still waiting, as we, were, as we mentioned to us last week, keep serving God and keep serving others. In fact, too much energy on yourself does not help sometimes. Do you know sometimes what is in your hand is so small that even if you eat it, it's not enough? It's better you sow it. You agree with me? You can give me examples in scripture. That little boy, two fish and five loaves of bread, sowed it, got 12 baskets, and I believe with all my heart, just as our father and the Lord General Vassia, you interpreted that place, that those 12 baskets are not going to the staff's houses. They didn't sow anything. God doesn't work like that. They turned it to that boy's village. <laughs> They're only the carriers. Amen. The boy sold his lunch. He got so much in return. What about that woman? The woman of Zara, if I remember. There are some things that are too small to consume. Sow it. Sincerely, I've done that many times before. I just say it's pointless. You know, I need, I know, I know human calculation is that, ah, the 20 pounds in your hand, 
Since you are going to 100 pounds, keep that. Look for 80. And I knew how hard it was to get the 20. Most times I just look, look, Lord, give me a good grant to put this 20. And that's why it is not wise for you. If 90% is not enough, 100% will not be enough. Those that I have understanding, you know what I'm talking about. With the scripture, I admonish you. And just to tell you that you should not eat all. That was well. God doesn't need our money. But he says that make sure that you sow. And as you sow, there will be reaping in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we've got quite a few things to do extra today. We've got a wedding, Thanksgiving. We've got child christening slash dedication to do. And so it's just about time for us to rise up and just say one or two words of prayer. Amen. 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 Now, I don't want you to go asleep on me at this stage. Is that okay? This place is called what? The house of? Uh, who called it the house of prayer? Jesus. He said, my house shall be called what? The house of prayer. Okay. So we lift up our voices in a moment. We pray just to prayer point, folks. And I'm confident the Lord will give us testimonies of lifting. It will lift us up. Uh, this is the last Sunday of the month of September. We've dedicated it to rounding up this month where we have cried unto him. And I've started seeing some advancement in the church, in our personal lives, in my own family. I've started seeing advancement. And it will go around in the name of the Lord. Amen. It will go around in the name of the Lord. Amen. A lot of stories are coming. People making advancement in different areas. God has been faithful. Been faithful. Advancement in the area that we are able to support others more than we could do before. Oh, we serve a good God. I'd like you to lift your voices with mine. We pray it as what we call a confessional prayer. Confessional prayer is that we all say it with one voice and with one agenda and with one nearly similar words. Bombard the heavens because prayer has got a warfare angle onto it. And as we bombard the heavens, let's believe with all our hearts. And don't be economical with your excitement. Don't be economical with your, with, you know, with the, with, with, the, with the loudness of your voice. Cry unto God. The Bible said, when they pray, the place shook. There's no place for teeny weeny prayer in the kingdom of God. Don't let anybody deceive you. Everyone that have achieved anything, they prayed and they prayed away. If that was going to be my major me- message today, until the Lord said I should focus on this. There's a yearning in my heart that we need to pray more. That this has to be the proper house of prayer. Amen. Amen. It's nothing we can do without prayer. Jesus Christ says, without me you can do nothing. Have you heard that in your Bible? He said, it is God who works in all both the will and to do of his good pleasure. So you raise your voice and say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, your word says, it is God God. who raised Moses and Aaron. Father, Father, with your mighty hand, raise me unto the level you have ordained for me in the name of the Lord Jesus simple prayer called out on the name of the Lord now call out on the name of the Lord pray that with understanding pray that with passion stand on the scriptures when Samuel was telling Israel about, I was telling about, about the advancement they were to go into. He said, there's a precedent. There's a precedent in which God advanced a man and another man. And their advancement led into the salvation of many. So your advancement as well will be like so. 
But so right now, Lord, you did it before, do it again. Raise me, or Chris Bailey, Lord, into the place you have ordained for me. That means no opposition will stop me. That means there shall be no limit to where I'm going. That means, oh God, it shall be pain-free and sorrow-free. In the name that's above all names, let the chain of sicknesses be broken in this room right now. Let the chain of limitation be broken right now. And let men and women, young and, and not so young, to be raised unto higher ground right now in the name that's above all names. Oh, thank you, eternal Father. Bring your prayer to a close. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Upstairs, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's better. I have to be raising my voice to hallelujah. We're going to trade the next prayer and say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, as you raise Moses and Aaron, and nothing could stop them, let nothing stop my upward advancement. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, lift your voices right now. Maybe you are recovering from a sickness. Maybe you are recovering from, uh, you know, a confused state that you have been. Maybe God is showing you that some light at the end of the tunnel. You've been waiting for a blessing and something within you is telling you that it's your time. That advancement shall not be stopped. You believe God for, you know, lifting in your spiritual life. You have been falling and rising. You have not stood as well too. But God is here to turn it all around for your good in the name of the Lord Jesus. Call on him. You will be unstoppable until God finishes what he has started. Oh yes, it's a journey. And you will reach your destination in the name that's raised above every other name. Spirit of the living God, raise your people up, I pray. Let our faith in you move to a new level as we walk with you. Oh, take us onto a higher level of function in Christ Jesus. Let your church, oh God, in this city, have a bigger and a better and a wider and a, and, and, and a far-reaching influence more than ever before in the name that's above all names. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. The Lord showed me this morning transformation. Uh, he said that's you know, and quite a number. I can't give you the details, but just remind, thank you, Father. Just reminded me that um, many of us, the period of transformation is completing right now. And, and, and it's when, like when you see um, biology, somebody, egg, Lava, pupa, and the butterfly. You remember? Am I correct? So you've gone through the stage of egg. You've gone through the stage of lava. You've gone through the stage of pupa when you're in a cocoon. And you are breaking out of that right now. So those that are concerned, you know exactly what the Lord is talking about. So your transformation is complete now. Amen from far and wide. They will see it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we look up to you right now. 
You are the one from where our help come. So this afternoon, on this last Sunday of the month of September, the year of our Lord, 2019, rain down your power. Stretch out your hand. Set your eyes upon us. And raise us up to the highest level in the name of the Lord Jesus. Those people in this room that are already having an idea. And as many as do not even have the full grasp of what we are talking about. Go ahead and perform it so that when it is done. They will be so dumbfounded and they will cry and say, This is the Lord's doing. Do so for us, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. And let all the hearers of your mighty work fear you. And let all the glory be returned back to you. Father, what shall we supposed to say? Thank you. This indeed is the day you have made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, I pray. In the next few days and weeks, let testimonies of your advancement be brought into this sanctuary in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the glory will be yours alone. Thank you, eternal Father. Jesus' most wonderful name we have prayed. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.